They said I couldn't. They said I wouldn't. They said they didn't believe in me. They said I couldn't because of my circumstances. I couldn't because of my past. Because it hadn't been done before. I said, so what? You can complain and remain the same, or you can decide, commit, and work towards becoming someone that no one thought you could be. You can make all the excuses in the world. We've heard them all. But those that get on in life, leave the excuses and look for the possibilities. You might have had it tough. You might have had it real tough. But it ain't getting any better if you live there. You have to drop the little story and work towards your masterpiece. You see it so often stories of those with almost identical painful life circumstances. One chooses to live in the pain forever, repeating the reasons why they can't succeed, why they can't move on. The other uses the pain as their reason why they must change. They use their pain as strength. They use the people who don't believe in them as motivation to succeed, not a reason why they can't. When things don't go their way, they don't say, why me? They say, so what? They say, try me. When things don't go their way, they keep moving forward. Your family isn't perfect. So what? You failed in your past. So what? You didn't get to go to college. So what? You don't know where to start. So what? Someone did wrong by you. So what? Most people seem to think that life is against them somehow. Very few understand life is challenging. That is all. I accept life's challenge. I plan to work on myself so I can win. Not just one day, but every day. So what they don't believe in you? You don't need them to believe in you. They're not doing the work, you are. They're not growing and learning, you are. They're not committed to your dream, you are. They're not in love with your vision, you are. They don't define your success, you do. They don't decide if you will put in the work required to make it, you do. Nobody gets a perfect life. Every one of us face different challenges. That is life. You're not punishing anyone but yourself with your excuses. You're holding yourself back, no one else. You choose. Be the victim or the victor. You choose to be the one who gave up because of their problems or the one who succeeded despite their challenges. You choose. Successful people don't always feel like it. They do it anyway. Take the first step. Get some momentum. Don't ever stop working for your dream. If you really want it, you will plan for it. If you really want it, you will work for it. 
If you really want it, you will sacrifice for it. So what life hasn't gone as planned? It doesn't for anyone. All the pain that's in the past. Do you want to drag it into your future too? You have that choice. You can remain the victim and live in the pain for the rest of your days. Or you can drop it like a hot potato and move on with your life. Leave the pain behind and focus on building your future full of possibilities, full of growth. Push yourself. Surprise yourself. See how far you can go with your life.
Yes, beautiful listeners. How are you doing out there in all flavors world? Sounds right there of Joe Sample and all God's children. And at the top of the hour, we had the sounds of motivation, our motivational speech, feed your mind with success. So what? And that was really the top of the hour that that was it was highlighting people think a certain way of you if they act a certain way so what you got to just get on and do what you got to do would you agree with that i am wimbo 77 and i am kjb hello kjb in the hot seat today hey what's up what's up what's up good 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 and we must say an awesome big shout out to all of the DJs over mm-hmm. the start end. Like I say, you bring it every single time. As well as yesterday, Monday, we had our DJs, live DJs on air as well. And we will be giving you all a shout out very shortly. Everyone in the chat room, everybody on tune in, everybody on the talk. How you doing? As well as everyone that is silently listening in the background too. I am Wimbo77. And we've said it. Oh, we'll said it, it again. <laughs> you know what? So what? So That's what? That's it. So I'm what? I'm KJB. Yes. And if you don't know, get to know. Oh, because that's right. It's a, it's a beautiful privilege to be sitting here with you. Awesome. Well, thank uh, you. Wimbo, Likewise. Thank you. Right back at you too. So moving on. KJB, what is our audience question for today? Well, the question for today is, should you go Dutch on your first date? So should you go Dutch on your first date? First date. Mm, Dutch, first first date, date, going Dutch. We'll see if there's pros and cons to doing that. As well as, yeah, I don't know um, if we went for Dutch on our first date. I can't I remember. Can't remember. But should you go Dutch? Should it be expected? Should you go Dutch on your first date? Mm, we'll see. To go Dutch is the question. To go Dutch is the question. So, in that being said, we know that's our question. But what is our topic for did you know, the did you know section? Well, did you know section is all about your ear, your ear gear mm. and your hearing health. Right. So your ear gear is the listening and the listening devices that we wear in or around our ears, it's critical to part of our hearing health. And the boombox, do you remember what the boombox was? Does anyone out there know what the boombox was? Uh, you are, can I, can I, can, yes. You can answer, well, but the, can anyone uh, on the talk tell us what the boombox was? All right, I'll tell you what, shall we wait? Shall we wait a few minutes? Okay. And, or shall we not? Yeah, all right, we'll carry on. We'll carry on. Yeah? Yeah. So the boombox was invented in the Netherlands in 1969. That's interesting. I didn't even know that. I thought it had come in the eight, round in the 80s, but um, it was invented in 1969. And a decade later, a device called the Walkman. Do you remember the Walkman? I had a Walkman. I had, I had a, Walkman, had a Walkman. I used to love my Walkman, man. My tapes, yeah. put my tapes in there. I had a Walkman too. So they shrank. So that the, we had the big boom boxes. I'm oh, sure you you've let, guessed you've, it, guys. You, you let it out of the bag now. A boom box is a... Stereo. Stereo. It was a portable stereo. Yes. Because they used to carry them on the shoulders, didn't it? Yes. And walk, and walk, and walk. Did, 
and have the music <laughs> blaring that or go days we used to be in the park because we used to do it in the park when we were mm. playing football people would bring a boom box the music would be playing playing football messing about yeah right so yeah. that and then the walkman which became personalized yeah, they, it became they shrunk it i actually still have one downstairs we do, yes brand new yes. in the box yes it's still, but they use tapes. I don't know if you know what a tape is, a cassette tape. <laughs> That's what the they were. And so that was the Walkman. So they shrank. So the speakers of the boombox mm. went into the headphones, the he- didn't it? Yes, the little right. metal ones that yeah, used to go Yeah, it used to go over your ears, didn't it? Yeah. And they provided us with personalised and mobile mm. lis- listening experience. Mm-hmm. Although the sound quality wasn't that great, mm. they enabled us to listen to our own music and not disturb other people and then in 2001 the world was introduced to the ipod wow 2001 it seems so long ago i know i remember when you (laughs) when you got your i remember you got your ipod you still got it i have three ipods so i have the little white one um i can't remember if that was generation something it was oh, called then i got the black one yes i still have yes, that one but yeah, they all yeah. ended up not working for some reason mm. so i have the original white one the black one and then i guess it our phones became the source of us listening and apple mm. they did create and um, the iphone which could contain everything right yeah well yeah the iphone is what people use now isn't it mm, basically mm. smartphones now they're called isn't it but statistics show mm-hmm. that in t- 2017, 368 million headphones or headsets were sold worldwide. 87% of people use their headphones to listen to music, 49% of them to watch TV or movies, 36% to listen to the radio, 28% to listen to audiobooks, and 25% for good old fashioned phone calls. That's a lot of noise in your ears. So what could go wrong, KJB? Well, basically, what you, what we need to know is about noise-induced hearing loss. Mm. Noise-induced mm. hearing loss happens because of loud sounds or loud music, for example, that damage um, the ear. They say more, it can't be more than 85 decibels. Mm. Uh, DB means decibels, isn't it? For prolonged periods of time will cause permanent damage says the occupational safety and health. Yeah. Yeah. So 85 decibels above that, we Mm. are actually destroying or Mm. potentially hurting, or that's right, damaging Damaging. our ears. So there are some tips that we can use to preserve our hearing because if we listen to music above... 85 decibels. Mm. So for one hour, if you listen to 97 decibels for 30 minutes, um, we need to kind of reduce the amount of time that we listen mm. to loud music. Otherwise, it can have a detrimental effect on how our hearing. So KJB, what are some tips on preserving our hearing? Well, basically, what we've got to do is try and turn off, mm, mm. basically, or turn down. So yeah. the first first thing is to turn it down. Set your volume limit to your device, to your listening, no louder than 70% if possible. Now, I sound. love loud music in my ears. Mm. I really do, especially if I'm on the tube or something like that. Mm. And sometimes the tube noise is louder than the 
sound of music, right? Well, well um, it's interesting because a lot of people might not know what 85 or 89 decibels is. People mm. just listen to their, their devices. Yeah. So they might not be aware that long-term use of that is actually damaging their hearing. Yeah. They might not even be, be realising it. 85 dB is loud. I mean, I think it's 140 decibels, mm. which is the sound of an aeroplane, and that will deafen you. That's why you notice when you, we see workers around the airport that they have the noise-cancelling um, ear mm. muffs on because, yeah, that can deafen you. So 85 dB, or de- well, decibels, it's relatively loud. And most devices these days they come where you can limit the sound on them and you can have it lower but I do like to have mine loud so they're making the point that if you turn it off hearing damage occurs at loud volumes Mm. so for long periods of time you can use like a 60-60 rule listen to 60% volume for 60 minutes Mm. then take a break for 30 minutes or more to allow your ears to rest and recover now I know probably if you're on a flight going somewhere for instance, and it's a long haul mm. flight, um, you pretty much have your headphones in in between sleeping and you mm. probably even fall asleep with your headphones on, don't you, mm. in flight. So that what they're saying is, you know, 60-60 rule, listen for an hour, have a 30-minute break to allow your ears to rest and recover. That, make, that makes perfect sense. Mm. Makes perfect sense. It also talks about headphones, which yeah. I didn't realise. Mm. I didn't realise it's saying you should have over the head. Not sure, but it's... Well, the, recommended yes. that we yeah. have over the ear headphones mm. as opposed to earbuds. Yes. And that, it, that makes sense as well, because when you think the earbuds, they're going directly inside your ears, mm. whereas over the head headphones, mm-hmm. it's not got that direct contact with the inner ear mm. and that's that's what's quite important oh, so too far away yes yeah. so um yeah that makes sense to have it not directly inside but most people now mm. we're earbuds yes. most people not a lot of people now have the over the ear headsets yeah because most people are on the move so the earbuds for some people are easier to kind of manage. Mm, mm. Um, so I'm assuming, but they actually are like louder than over the um, ear yes. headphones, which yeah. I did. I didn't realize. I, it's only now that I'm, I'm, I'm like, we're we're going through that, you know. And we used to have, we used to wear the buds. We used to try I wear them like, all the time. Well, I tried to wear them, but they could never stay in. <laughs> Yeah, some of them are too big for your ears. Yeah, and I couldn't. That's why I go. I, I use over the head. Out. So I'm I'm glad I use over the head headphones, even though it wasn't my first choice. Mm. But now I, I I'm glad I do. Yeah, I'm glad I do. But just the fact of just turning down even in in ear is a bit mm, more mm. damaging than mm. having them over. Well, it's interesting. Just most phones now mm. have um, you know when you turn your volume up, there there comes a point where it actually turns it it will turn it down or it comes with a warning yeah and it will tell mm. you like you know listen to loud music like you said yeah. will cause but you know so yeah we do get little reminders it makes a point of um ch- choosing noise cancelling headphones so this is particularly mm. important if you're listening to your device in noisy environments mm. like busy you know, like i said on the tube underground what what is it the piccadilly line that's really noisy and mm. um, without realizing it 
you'll dial up the volume in your earbuds to overcome the noise around us and that's quite dangerous so mm. really just noise cancelling so if mm. you got um earphones opt for the ones that will still give you that listening mm. experience but that doesn't you're not affected by the outside mm. noise that's coming in mm. noise cancelling it headphones mm. and also what what other points does it make it, it, you know bass mm. everybody loves bass yeah. who doesn't like a bass <laughs> to your to 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 your music but it's interesting it's saying that we should think about at the level Mm. So most phones now, most devices have got e- built-in equalizer that you can actually do manually. Yeah, yes. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's encouraging us to think about, you know, finding a balance. Always. So, yeah, so not overly bass, because I know people love the bass, but obviously the vibration of the bass, and mm. if it's if the, if your headphones or earbuds, if you've got earbuds, for example, and they're close to the end, and you've got that kind of bass pumping, mm. you know, long-term use of that, it, it's going to cause some some damage eventually. So it does say use the equaliser and just try and... Level it out level a bit. Level it out a bit. Yeah, so if you like yeah. a bit more bass, up the bass, yeah. and then turn it down, mm. you still get that bass mm. feeling. But mm. there's nothing like loud music sometimes. Mm. So that being said, safe hearing levels are all based on older research. And we used to think that muffled hearing and tinnitus ringing in the ears that we experienced after great concert or club was just temporary mm. re- temporary hearing loss from loud music. Mm. But we now know that even a limited amount of noise exposure can cause permanent daddy- damage mm. to delicate ribbons between mm. the hair cells mm. in our ears. So the damage only becomes obvious a decade or two later when we start having trouble hearing conversations with noise in the background. Mm. Remember, less noise, better hearing. Mm. And it's funny because I, I, I think that my hearing's going because you're... You'll be in the next room and I'll say, I can't yeah. hear you, I can't hear you. Mm. But mm. working in loud noise yeah, environment. Yeah, we, you're used to that, isn't it? Remember, yeah. you, used to, you know, you're, you're working on on a live stage with mm. live musicians, with with the PA. Yeah. And you're, you're, you know what I mean? It's, eventually yeah. it's going to, because we know some individuals that when you hear them, I think sometimes they feel they're in a con- massive concert hall yes. when they're in a small space. But I think that's, that's to do with the changing of, of venue, of, of, yeah, yeah, and they and sometimes it's to do with their perception, the hearing, what they're hearing, yes, as well. yes. So here's what you need to know about earbuds and ear infections as well. Ear canals have wax and bacteria in them. That's not a problem unless it becomes infected. Earbud, earbuds tra- trap wetness in the ear canal, which is worse if you're hot and sweaty from a workout. Bacteria and fungi love moist warm dark areas so like your ear canal and studies show that earbuds can cause an 11 fold increase in the bacteria in your ear canals and that's why when <laughs> it's so funny because i was cleaning out the office and i literally saw you know they give you new earbuds to put at the bottom mm. of your earbuds when you buy them and i actually threw them in the, the dustbin Maybe I'll have to go and fetch them out. What we'll do you think? So I've got I've got a headlight. We can go. We can go and have a little rummage around if you want. <laughs> Find it. Um, so yes, that as well. So in ear earbuds can cause ear infections. Mm. So you should you shouldn't share your earbuds either mm. with mm. anyone because mm. that can increase the exposure to new bacteria or fungus in your ears. And if you store your earbuds in your bag or pocket, they can also pick up outside germs. 
that then can get transported to your ear canal when you put them back in. And if you have a scratch or cut in your ear, those new germs or bacteria can lead to a serious infection. Ooh. Now, this is quite interesting. I didn't know any of this, KJB, is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. well, it's it's like anything, isn't it? Because um, mm. we you, you train, you go and work out, you know, you you know things happen sometimes mm. you, you get a little scratch you, you wear earring and you get a little scratch or you know you, i don't know i don't i'm not an expert on these things but yeah if there's a little cut or something it's and there's an opening mm. like anything it's it, it, that's all it takes it can get infected and that's also sharing takes. sharing yeah, but you know yeah but you wouldn't think i oh, was sharing your ear your earbud that there'd be a problem yeah but you don't know i'm not disrespecting the other person but <laughs> The ear health. And we are talking, beautiful listeners, about ear health, our ears, and really looking after them. So just sharing our earphones can lead to damaging our ears. Mm, So remember mm. to make sure that you clean your earbuds once a week, Mm. particularly after sweating, and especially if Mm. you've shared them with someone Mm. else. Use a cotton ball, dampened, not soaked, with rubbing alcohol, and clean off any wax or debris. Store your earbuds in a clean, dry case and not loose in your bag. And they do come now with cases, mm. don't they, earbuds as Yes, well. that's the good thing. You can close them in. You can put them away. Um, it's better. Health, healthier. Mm. Healthier. They're so, just leaving them out on the side. So how can we thing. avoid outer ear pain from headphones? Well, we're talking about over-the-ear over the, over the ear ones mm. now, isn't it? And so, uh, but the problem is we have to make sure that the headphones are not, not too tight. Yeah. Because then that can cause damage to the inner ear of the delicate cartilage of the pinna mm. which is to do with the, the inner ear it also can cause skin skin abrasion which again talking about the infection. ear bites can cause yes. infection yes um and inflammation and obviously because it's a delicate part of your body it can be difficult to treat mm. so we have to be aware of that just remember if you're gonna buy a pair of headphones over the ear ones just try to think about um you want them to fit smugly but you don't want them to be too tight. tight. It's quite hard going and choosing oh. a decent pair of headphones. I mean, I've got about how many pairs inside. Mm. Um, one pair that I did find really good and I lost the case. So mm. I can't use those, can't charge them up or anything like that. Oh. Um, but I found it really hard to find a pair that, yes, fit comfortably but they are in-ear ones mm, mm. the ones that we use in the studio here they're over-ear ones yeah. which are quite good mm, mm. and um yeah it's just is it potluck choosing them do you think well i i, I got a pair i got a sony pair that i mm. take with me and i find w- w- the reason why i bought them is because they the they can be moved up and down mm. so if i've got a hat on i can bring them a little bit looser yeah to fit if i don't i can push them up so it's just that. So it's finding headphones that you you can adjust, mm, mm. which which can then fit to whatever activity that you're doing. You know, same yeah. with the earbuds, I suppose. And also a warning, because this is to you. Yes. I know you like to wear headphones. Yes. And you are a cyclist. Yes. A study revealed that two thirds of cyclists wear earbuds while cycling. They cannot hear sirens, automobiles honking. Mm or cars whizzing in the traffic. Mm -hmm. However, the study did find that listening to music with a single earbud and keeping one ear free of any distracting noise did not affect a cyclist auditory perception. Mm -hmm. So please be careful when cycling. 
And remember, don't use earbuds or earphones while walking, biking or driving. I don't know why you can't wear earbuds, um, earbuds while you're walking. It's It highlights about enjoying our surroundings. But if mm. you must, use only one earbud or headphone at a time. Or you can get a bone conduction headset that sits behind your ears so you can hear music and still be alert to all that's around you. I mean, I guess for safety reasons. Yeah, but it's interesting. I'm not... Side point. Mm. It's true about the headphones. Obviously, you've got to keep it at a level so it allows your perception and be aware of what you're doing. Mm. But a lot of cyclists... Yeah. A lot of cyclists have accidents not because of... Um, the distraction of the the music it's 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 visual distractions okay so not auditory it's not most of it is is visual distractions mm, mm. why cyclists get into accidents the main thing beautiful listeners is <clears throat> that you do look after your ears regardless because mm. we you know we are wonderfully made but we've got to look after the body that we've been mm-hmm. given mm-hmm. and our ears i guess it's one part of our body that may well be ign- forgotten about and ignored mm. But as we get older, we want to still have the capacity to be able to hear things. And yeah, by just a few things, we can definitely retain good air health and enjoy old age. Would you agree? Definitely. Uh, You know, it's all about our health and our hearing is and vision. Mm. But we're talking about hearing tonight is a very important part of our 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 life and our lifestyle, you mm. know? So we have to look after it, isn't it? It's so important. So it's it's good to highlight issues like this. Excellent. And articles like this. So beautiful listeners, we'll see <clears throat> y'all in five. Online and on your smart speaker. Playing all the best songs. No. All Flavors Radio. We ready to party again to celebrate St. Lucia's biggest 45th year of independence party on Saturday, 24th of February, 2024. On board, the luxurious Teresa Joanne, King George V. Doc Woolwich Manor Way, E162QI, permanently moored. From 9.30pm to 3.30am, come and join us for a night of splendid music, playing you the best in R&B and soul, soca, Afro beats, reggae, zouk and soul. So much more party vibes. You will be musically entertained by DJ Redford, Mikey Afrik, Silver Fox, CJ Markla, and DJ Laro. On arrival, a complimentary glass of rum or fruit punch and a taste of our national dish. This will only be served between 10 p.m. and 11.45 p.m. Please, come on board early to avoid disappointment. Food will be on sale all night, supplied by our Lucian chef, Poppy Kitchen. Tickets are 20 pounds plus booking fee from Eventbrite and getyourtickets.co.uk or any of the DJs. For more information on birthday celebrations and table bookings, call 0740-1388-251. UK, this will be the biggest St. Lucia's 45th year of independence celebration. Don't miss it. The car seems very smooth, Dad. That's because I'm not revving the engine so much, saving quite a bit on fuel. And smooth driving is much better for the environment. Make your car more fuel efficient and cut your CO2 emissions by not revving the engine too hard. Ah, yes. Always been a bit of a smooth operator, me. Please. 
For more tips on how you could save up to a month's worth of fuel a year, search online for Act on CO2. Save money, save fuel. The more you listen, the more great music you hear. All Flavors Radio. Flavors every single Monday, right here on www.allflavorsradio from six from eight until ten, as well as every single Sunday from two until four. So give me a big shout out to Mark Philogene, out of Bremen. You two can catch Mark right here on All Flavors every Monday six till eight. Every Saturday from one o'clock or midday, and every single Sunday from six until eight. Sounds right here of Maxwell and something, something. Out of Munich, you can catch B Funk 
each and every Saturday from 10 until midday. Beautiful listeners, you can catch DJ Laro right here on www.allflavorsradio.com from 8 until 10. They're followed by J Hope from 10 until midnight. You can also catch Laro each and every Sunday from midday until 2. right there beautiful listeners of Michael Jackson and rock with you and we are rocking with you this evening right here on www.allflavorsradio.com 
And what a wonderful place to be each and every Tuesday for the Let's Talk Drive Time show. There's no place I'd rather be. <laughs> okay, so KJB, we spoke just there about ear health and the importance of mm-hmm. wearing the right headphones, listening to it at the right levels, mm-hmm. as well as not sharing and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But now we're going to go into a... We, this year decided to do activists uk activists or people that have been activists within the uk and this very one person that we're going to speak about today he was the one that due to a shocking conversation it led him to start uk black history month yes So in the mid-1980s, he invited Angela Davis, Winnie Mandela, Jesse Jackson, Ray Charles to talk to communities across the country and thus began an enormous ongoing consciousness changing event. And do we know who that, you want to tell us a little bit about who it is that we are speaking about? I'll try and pronounce the name, because that always gets me, the names always get me. It's uh, Akaya. Akaya Ba. Adia Sibo. Asiakayaba Ade Sibo. Well done, KJB. I'm not going to say it again. I'm already playing. already playing. So one morning in late 1985, Akayaba walked into work and had a casual conversation with a colleague that would change the trajectory of British society. He was then 35 years old and was working at the Greater London Council. You remember them, the GLC? Yeah, because they, they're the ones that used to provide our like our funding mm. for the schools. They used to fund schools, uh, trips. I used to get my uniform vouchers mm. from the GLC. Was yeah. it Ilya? Is that Ilya? I-L-E-A. Yeah, but... It's together, I- they were Ilya together. was funded by the GLC. Okay, okay. So... He worked as a coordinator of special projects in the Ethnic Minorities Unit. So Elizabeth, the secretary of the Principal Race Relations Advisor, Ansel Wong, came to work looking very downcast. So he recalls, he asked her, what's wrong? And she said, last night I was putting my son Marcus to bed and he asked, why can't I be white? As she told me the story, she was crying I named my son after Marcus Garvey, Elizabeth told me, and here he is, just six years old, questioning his identity. I failed my son. So just from that conversation, just from that conversation, she felt that she had failed her boy because obviously, I guess at that time, and this is 1985, Mm -hmm. there was no such thing as Black History Month. No, and obviously it's so weird because she actually named him after someone who was well known. Mm, prevalent, he, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and he was, he was an activist, Marcus Garvey's activist himself. Mm. But he, he he did it in a way that was, he wanted us to educate ourselves, rise out. Yes. Like the mental slavery. Mm. Um, and, and, and really bring the black community out. But do Uni, you know, unify. Yeah. Um, so what, what a wonderful person to kind of name your son after, to try and get the next generation to mm. kind of think outside the box regarding our culture. So because yeah. of that conversation, mm. Mm. she felt that she'd 
found the son, but a day, Sibo, he's mm. what did he go on to let her know? Well, he, he he reassured her, yeah, and told her, no, it, you haven't failed your son, from what, from what you know. But he he made it clear that because it was the national curriculum at the time, mm. the local authorities he even said the churches, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And so he said the institution. So he was he he kind of grouped them all together and said this is this is the situation because mm. none of these so-called institutions are highlighting the importance of black heritage. Mm, yeah. That was the point, wasn't it, really? So he spent a little bit of time wondering what has to be done. And he observed the state of young black children in the country as well. Mm. And when asked about the heritage and background, saw how they shrank and how embarrassed they were. So then he decided that every child growing up in the UK have an appreciation and an understanding of Africa, Africans, people of African descent, their contributions to the world civilization from antiquity to the present, and especially the growth and development in the UK and in Europe. Mm. So with that vision, he approached his colleagues at the GLC and thus, you know, he come up, there was a series of lectures, concerts, and in 1985 and 86, to celebrate Africa's contribution to world civilization, And we're going to go and listen to a clip right now. It's um, David Olusaga, and he goes in to highlight uh, how black history and how us being a part of history, how it has really impacted on the British system, mm. as it were. So we're going to mm. go in and listen to that beautiful listener. So we'll see y'all in five. Black British history has meant lots of different things at different times. It tends to mean the story of black people in Britain. But I think it means something much bigger than that. I think it's Britain's relationship with Africa and Africans, both here in Britain, in the Caribbean and in North America, and also in Africa itself. And the reason I think it's important is because these are the stories, and this is the history that explains why Britain looks the way it does today why the faces that you see when you walk through the streets of our cities are so varied. The African story, the story of black people, is part of that complicated mix that's created the country we are today. The great Jamaican-British philosopher and uh, academic Stuart Hall once said, we are here because you were there. These are the stories that make sense of why there were people like me in Britain, black British people. But it's also a story that's been edited out in lots of ways of British history. For example, when we talk about the Industrial Revolution, we often talk about the way the factories and the mills worked. We learn about spinning jennies and water frames and factories act and and child labor. We go, many of us as children, to heritage sites where we have explained to us how those mills work. But there's one bit of the story of the Industrial Revolution that we rarely talk about which is that the four and a half thousand mills of Lancashire and southern Scotland that are at the heart of the Industrial Revolution, producing cotton clothing, which was Britain's biggest export, employing directly or indirectly maybe one in five people in the 1850s. The cotton in those four and a half thousand mills comes from North America, and it's produced by 1.8 million African Americans who are living lives as slaves. We can't tell an honest, wholehearted, full-blooded history of the Industrial Revolution unless we tell the story of where the raw materials in the mills came from. 
And we've got in the habit of not doing that. We've got in the habit of telling partial histories that miss out the bits of our history that explain and show how our interaction with Africa and Africans have been repeatedly central to the British story. There's the story of the Atlantic slave trade in the 17th, 18th century. There's the story of American slavery at cotton in the 19th century. There's the story of the scramble for Africa in the 1870s, 1880s and 1890s. Time and again, over and over again, the story of Africa and Africans has been very central to British history. So black British history isn't a marginal subject that is only about and only of interest to black people. It is British history. It's at the centre of our story and most importantly of all, it's a shared history. It's a story of interaction and it's a story that belongs to all of us. So David Olusaga saying there, that our history is central to British civilization, well, to the industrial mm, rev mm, um, mm, revolution, mm. and so forth. What were mm. your thoughts you, on that, KJB? Well, I totally agree with him. When you look at the European history, mm. the industrial uh, revolution, the industrial revolution. Um, when you look at how all these places, how they were built how they were manufactured, how they were produced. They built all these places, mm. but they had to get the raw material from somewhere. Mm. You can't build a mill in Lancashire and you can't, you know, where are you going to get, where are you going to get the raw material? It had to come from somewhere. And this is why, Ade Sibo, why he said that we had to celebrate Africa's contribution to mm. world civilization, mm. And that really this black history needed to be in schools taught mm, and mm, available mm, because he, he made the point about it's it's not about partial history mm. and I, it's great because i it's true as a kid uh, you know I, and i think a lot of our listeners will testify that they went on field trips we used mm. to call them field trips mm. um and they would have gone to these historical sites but what we would have been told wouldn't have been, like he said, the whole history. Because these buildings, yeah. all these artifacts, all these pictures, the, the the grandeur of the rooms, that would have been being paid for. But that money wouldn't have just been made from Europe. It, it, the trail goes way back. Yes, yes. Way back out of Europe mm. and into Africa, as I said, America. All over the world. All over the world. So in retrospect, the list of the attenders that went to this convention in 1985-86, mm. like I said, it was Andrew, people like Angela Davis. We mm. know who Angela Davis is. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, put, put the fist up, Black Panther. Black Panther, yeah. She was imprisoned and certain things, but got... Um, was exonerated. Mm. Winnie Mandela, Jesse Jackson, even Marcus Garvey Jr., mm. Ray Charles, Burning Spear, mm. um, Hugh Masekela, yeah. Max Roach, and dozens more. So they were dispatched to speak in other cities across the country. Mm. And the queue was getting London filled with people who had face-to-face mm. -face struggles. And all of these people had face-to-face -face struggles, yeah? Mm. But they made up a diaspora or figures, they're historical figures that we all know of, right? Well, it's interesting because um, all of those who were mentioned mm. had 
had some connection with struggle. Mm. And I think that's the point. I think in order to get history across, it has to, we have to understand the struggle. Yes, yeah. Um, the, it's unfortunate you know I mean? that there yeah, is a struggle, isn't do, it? Yeah, yeah, because, you know, the struggle, you know, because some people don't want to continue struggling. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, we want to enter struggle. We don't want to struggle for anything. Mm. But unfortunately, that's where this had to come from. Mm. Because that the, the struggle wasn't just with the identity that people were struggling with, even children. Like, yeah. I want to be, like the, Elizabeth's son said, I want to be white. Because mm. mm. that's the history he, he knew. So the struggle was getting that history out. Yes. And Ade... Um Sibo, he said he grew up in the 50s and mm. saw a lot of warfare, strife mm. between mm. those for and against independence and between mm. those that wanted to slow approach under the tutelage mm. of the British mm. and mm. those who said, no, we want self-government now and we have to rule ourselves. Mm. We see that across Africa and we see that happening mm. now, yeah. Yeah. which it should have been happening a long time ago. And also it was a, a formative moment that when they heard that Patrice Lumumba, the first prime minister of the Democratic Republic of the Congo, mm. had been murdered mm. in January 1961. So he said he was about 10 years old then. And yeah, it, he, he'd gone to, you know, he wanted this consciousness. Mm. He grew up conscious as a child. Mm. And he'd done the, the best thing, I think. And I mean, we're talking about, we know Black History Month is in October. But every single month for us should be Black History Month. And that's why this segment of the show is so important Important to, again, go over maybe people that we have spoken about, mm-hmm. but to remember and recognise these ones that have made such a mark in our history. Mm, I think it's important because, like we said, we, we don't want to continue struggling. Mm. Um, but we always, the saying is, if you know where you come from, mm. you have a greater idea of the direction you're going in. Absolutely. Um, and there's, n- there's no truer saying, isn't it? So highlighting these individuals and highlighting about Black History Month, mm. which is only a month. You can't cram hundreds of years of history in one month, let's no. face it. And I think that's the important point. History, our history, like any other history, has to mm. be taught on a continual basis because there's different generations that are coming through. And I know that we've raised a question about having the black history on the curriculum and all these forms of things Mm. that have been questioned. Mm. However, if it's not on the curriculum, Mm. as it wasn't back in the day, yeah, we get a month of it. It's so vital and important that we we teach our youngsters, mm. we teach our young people what went before them. Mm. And it it's like it seems to still follow us. The struggle seems to follow it, us. It, there's, a, there's, a, there's a point mm. that's made in the article and it talks about an organ. Because on an organ you have black and white keys. Yeah. Um, without the keys, the black and the white keys it will sound awful. Well, you can make music with white keys. Yeah. But, you can. But it won't sound the same. 
it will. It you can make music. Um, yeah, but it won't. All, all of the nursery rhymes are made with the white keys on the keyboard. And, and all the nursery rhymes. But to add a bit of flavour now, and soul and depth and dissonance, you need the black keys. That's what I'm saying. So yes. in order for it to have a great sound, mm. a pure sound, a surround sound. For example, you need both keys. Yes. And that's where Black History Month comes in, isn't it? We know the white keys, <laughs> mm. but we need the black keys now. We need the balance. We need to redress the balance. So because of Ade Seba, Seba and we did really rush through this article, beautiful listeners. <clears throat> I mean, he's done so much, this man. And I had to have to come off to him for fighting to for us to have that privilege of having Black History Month. But because he fought to establish Black Britons are no longer, we're not ashamed of our skin colour and our heritage. And far more young white Britons are accepting of us as black people. So in the search to solve the problems presented to him in the form of a confused six-year-old and his distraught mother, he his fight to establish establish black history has changed the country for the better. And I agree with that. Though he deflects any personal credit for the achievement, it was young Marcus who triggered this whole thing. We owe it to him and his mother, Elizabeth. So thank you so much to this great man. And if you can, just go and learn a little bit more about him. That's Akayaba Adesibo. Mm-hmm. And his wonderful foresight, yeah, to yeah. establish Black History Month, and 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 now and hopefully now we with this it, it, we've highlighted it to the listeners. Mm. They hopefully they they'll go away, as you said, do a little bit more research, and and, and get more involved. Yeah, yeah. Regarding how we across our history you know what I mean we don't want to get it we, as I said we, we're the black key now mm. we've got the white keys on the piano we're the black keys I know yeah but we want to we want to make beautiful music together that's the point make beautiful music so KJB what is our question for this evening again should we go Dutch on the first date should we go Dutch on the first date so we'll be looking at your comments as well on that beautiful listeners uh, after the break, and we'll see y'all in five. Online and on your smart speaker, playing all the best songs. No. All Flavors Radio. We ready to party again to celebrate St. Lucia's biggest 45th year of independence party on Saturday, 24th of February, 2024. On board the luxurious Teresa Joanne, King George V. Dock Woolwich Manaway, E162QI, permanently more. From 9.30pm to 3.30am, come and join us for a night of splendid music, playing you the best in R&B and soul, soca, Afrobeats, reggae, zouk and 
so much more party vibes. You will be musically entertained by DJ Redboy, Mikey Afrique, Silva Fox, CJ Markla, and DJ Laro. On arrival, a complimentary glass of rum or fruit punch and a taste of our national dish. This will only be served between 10 p.m. and 11.45 p.m. Please, come on board early to avoid disappointment. Food will be on sale all night, supplied by our Lucian Chef Poppy Kitchen. Tickets are 20 pounds, plus booking fee from Eventbrite. And getyourtickets.co.uk or any of the DJs. For more information on birthday celebrations and table bookings, call 0740-1388-251. UK, this will be the biggest St. Lucia's 45th year of independence celebration. Don't miss it! The car seems very smooth, Dad. That's because I'm not revving the engine so much, saving quite a bit on fuel. <laughs> and smooth driving is much better for the environment. Make your car more fuel efficient and cut your CO2 emissions by not revving the engine too hard. Ah, yes. Always been a bit of a smooth operator, me. Oh, please. For more tips on how you could save up to a month's worth of fuel a year, search online for Act on CO2. Save money, save fuel. The more you listen, the more great music you hear. All Flavors Radio. India Ivory, Steady Love. Give a big shout out to Naturally Lily. How are you doing there, Naturally Lily? 
Dwayne, Jayla, and Janae. This song right here goes out to John John. Beautiful Phyllis Hyman track. it like this anymore beautiful listeners sounds of Phyllis Hyman giving a big shout out to Marjak Tai Tai Anisha 
Issa and Anaya. A big shout out to DiCarlo, Gal Gal, Goldie, and Joy McKay. right there beautiful listeners of Phyllis Hyman and sometimes you just gotta listen can't talk over such a beautiful track and that one went out to John John as he is one of his favorites and I did say that I would play it for you today so beautiful listeners we will be going into our questions shortly however um, what we're going to do because it is quite cold out there um, at the moment in London I mean it was snowing yesterday wasn't it KJB no, it was cold yesterday <laughs> it was it was cold today and we've had the heating on all day um, it really sometimes you just can't not put the heating on and maybe people are worried because of such a cold snap as to whether there'll be any form of cost of living payment 
within this cold snap. So we have found an article um, in regards to, it's all about revenue and benefits. And it was written on the 18th of December. And it's highlighting dates and eligibility for the next HMRC cost of living payment. So KJB, um, DWP and what they've said, HMRC, they've confirmed that the payment dates and eligibility, they spoke of the, the ones in 2023 and 2024, but there is one due to come in February. So eligible customers receiving tax credits and no other qualifying benefits will receive payments between the 16th and the 22nd of February 2024. So this follows shortly after DWP payments to other eligible claimants, which will start on the 6th of February 2024. So it doesn't really highlight, it does say ones that, get tax credit payments yeah unfortunately there are some benefits Mm. that you need to be in receipt of in order to get uh, these payments i don't know if that's still because obviously when we're going into 23 24 yeah yeah um, but there were certain benefits that you had to be in receipt of in order to order to qualify Mm. um and it just um i think some of them are like um, income-based job seekers allowance, income-related employment and support allowance, income support, pension credit, universal credit, child tax credit, working tax credit. Um, so I think if you're in receipt of those things, you may be eligible for a payment. I think it's not guaranteed. It dep- I guess it depends on your circumstances. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, we're not. We're not. You know, money experts mm, mm. or benefit experts, um, but. Yeah, if if you are struggling, um, I would say that's a good a good way to start. Just see what you're eligible to, because because I, I know online they've got um the the gov dot website yeah. has a, a benefits calculator. So I've what they've gotten rid of that calculator. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't yes, know. they've got, they have got that. rid. So, but they but I've have put something in the chat box, beautiful listeners. Uh, com, where you can check benefits and financial support mm. the financial support that you can get um, because obviously a lot of people are going through it and yeah it's it's good that you can go onto that site so I have put that in there send it over to you KJB um, where you can check benefits and financial support so find out what support you might be able to get to help you with your living costs and you can um, get benefits and other financial support if you're eligible so there's a tool there it doesn't include all the ways you can get help with living costs but it will be updated with more types of support yeah I think that's important because obviously you know Everybody gets goes through rough periods. Mm. Um, it is going to be last next couple. It's going to be cold snaps. We need to keep warm. We need to. You know, I mean, we we can't not turn on our heat because of the fact that we're going to be scared of what the bill's going to be mm. like. And I know that's easy to say. Don't get me wrong, but it's important that we do keep ourselves. We talked about air health earlier. Yes. This is just the, our physical health is 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 just as important. <coughs> our body needs heat. <laughs> 
So it's important that we do think about cost, and I, mm. we know that, mm. but also there is help out there. And the HMRC, there. The, the HMRC says that anyone calling call call their tax credit helpline about what financial support that they might be entitled to will be directed to visit the gov.uk mm. website mm. and search for the financial support. So mm. I'm going to put that as well into the chat box, beautiful mm. listeners. Mm. Just come in. Um, what you need to join in on the chat is a username and a password. Yeah. And then you can come and tap into the chat room, chat box um, to access the information. Access the information. And also a few weeks ago, we did put in a competition where you could win a trip to Jamaica. I don't yes. know if you tapped into that and if you were able to answer the questions on that one. And there was also an immersive competition as well yes so two yeah you can check the chat box for that as well um that has all of that information and i think that closes maybe at the end of january yeah yeah i think so so. be in it to win it beautiful listeners okay so that's the dot gov website where you can calculate your um tax credits we've put it into the chat box Mm and see if you can or are eligible for the next HMRC cost of living payment. Yeah, yeah, please, please find out. And please that, find out. And what they said, they, they have confirmed the dates and eligibility, and that was 2023, mm. 24. Mm. And the living payment was about £299, mm, mm, I think. Mm, mm. And then there were three final pay, payments totaling to about £900 with help for those that are mm, eligible. Mm. On means tested benefits. This is what I'm saying is you, you that, that's the only problem. Not a problem, mm. but it's it's the ask that they will check. Yeah, if you on means yeah, tested yeah, yeah. benefits, or you know, even if you're working, I'm sure mm. there is some kind of recourse. Obviously, we don't have all the information, mm. but even even your local um, council. I know yeah. we talked about them being some of them being insolvent, but you know. But lo- even the local councils do have information and can help mm. as well. But mm. obviously you need to open up and talk. Excellent. So like we say, between the those that are eligible and those ones receiving tax cre- credits, that the qualifying benefits will receive payments between the 16th and the 22nd of February 2024. Okay, so KJB, moving into our question now. We've had a little bit of response online with this question. And what is it? Well, should you go Dutch on your first date? Now, I know that you wanted to speak about this, didn't you? Did I? Remember, you were watching something on YouTube and that's what sparked the question. Yeah, it's called first dates. Okay, so first dates. It's called first dates. And that sparked the question of should, what your thoughts out there, beautiful listeners, should we pay, um, go Dutch on a first date? Give us a call, 07895 134713. That's 07895 134713. And let us know about going Dutch. So KJB, what are the thoughts on, on that? Well... First dates can be weird and uncomfortable, mm. you know, and it can be a little bit uncomfortable because it can be unclear, right? What you're meant to do on your first date. Mm. Uh, we know times have changed, yep, and we know that for a fact society now thinks that guys should pay, 
that's the, that was the, the norm a few years ago that if you was being taken out by a guy, even if it's the first day, right. the guy would pay. Okay. Because the reason why it's interesting because I saw something the other day where the guy wanted to pay. But it's interesting enough, the date, mm. the female said, I'll pay. And that sparked a conversation and it was quite heated. Right. As to why she wanted to pay mm. when he clearly stated that I want to pay. Because right. he clearly said, look, I'm, I'm, I'm the man, I we're here. I'm used to, if I take or on a date, mm. I, would, I would normally pay. But she said, well, no, you got to listen. You don't have to. I, I want to pay. Right. And in the end, mm. I think she paid. Right. But he was very unhappy. Wow. So there's that kind of emasculate him in a way. But let's, let's just tell the um, viewers, because some people may not know what going Dutch is, mm. what going Dutch on a date is. So if you're an, are unfamiliar with the phrase, it's just a classic term used to describe when each person pays for their own food and activities while they're on a date. So you'd pay for your own food or you'd pay for activities, so on and so forth. So instead of making a single person pay for the whole thing, they split the bill and call it even. It sounds simple enough, but there are a lot of people still confused about it. And like you rightfully said, that man... He wanted to pay. The woman said, no, she'll pay. And he wasn't happy about it. So what are the rules then? Why is that old rule that men have to pay on dates? Well, because it's it's how it's decided, isn't Mm. it? That's the problem. And when do you decide it? Who makes that rule? Who says, we're going to go Dutch? Who Mm. who brings that up? Uh, Should it just be... For the first date, or does that mean it's on subsequent dates, if you go out with the same person, is is that the rule of thumb then? Right. That you, you, you split the bill. Okay. Isn't it? So we don't get to know the other person on the level we should. I guess it's, it could be a bit uncomfortable if they've got to come out of pocket. But I think there was one woman which I saw on that, and that was she expected for the guy to pay yeah. and was offended. <laughs> But he didn't. So what is the protocol? Yeah, and and that's the problem. So instead of enjoying Mm. each other's company and focusing on getting to know, like you said earlier, you're focusing on the rules. Mm. But the rule is unclear. So obviously it it makes it harder and harder when you do go out. Mm. Mm. How to set up the date, how the date will go regarding splitting a bill or you paying or okay let's look at some first dating assumptions that people make that have them confused Mm -hmm. whether they should go dutch or not so the first one is if you ask me out then you should pay good question is is the norm like i said norm is if normally if you if you're the man and Mm. you ask a female out the female will I will assume that you're going to pay because you've asked them. Yeah, and it does make sense. And they say it's a common dating rule Mm -hmm. that a lot of people abide by it. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense if you're the one who does the asking, then you should be the one that does the paying. Mm -hmm. 
and this is regardless of gender. Mm-hmm. So if I'm a woman and I ask, oh, would you want to go on a date? Then I'm liable to pay. I like the way you said that, liable. <laughs> you never said you you would, would have to pay. Mm. Because like I said, normal gender roles is, even though you've suggested the fact that you want to go out on a date, most men would, sh- well, theoretically should pay. Mm-hmm. Even though they yeah. haven't been asked. But like you said, it's, it's a bit unclear now. The, bit, thing, the water's a bit murky. The thing is, although men are more used to paying on the first date, mm-hmm. if a woman asks them, then she should pay. At least that's what a lot of people think. There's no right or wrong in that matter. Wow, wow. The next point is the man who, or whoever asks the other person out pays for the first few dates and then you go Dutch after that. But that don't make sense because you might get accustomed to the, the the man paying for the date, right? Well, it might. Well, what happens if it's three, four, five, six, seven dates? Because a relationship develops differently for different mm, people. Mm. So if you're going on like a number of dates and that person keeps paying, paying, and suddenly they're going to go Dutch, it, it's like, yeah. it's a bit weird. It's a bit strange. Mm. I'm not saying that it's not right or wrong, but it would be very, very like, it's, you know, it's... It's like us going on dates, 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 and I pay, 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 and then suddenly I'm telling you, how many, six, we've got touched now. It's yeah, like, but it's okay. <laughs> and I've said, listen, let me just pick it up. You pick yeah, it up all the time. But that's you. That's you. Mm. That's you. Um, if we're talking about first dates, that's okay. not necessarily the, the case. But this is like if they've been on a few dates. Even then. Even then, if, if you're used to that individual paying, you're going to think, well, why you suddenly want to go Dutch? Mm. I saw something really lovely um, in the week, actually. Mm-hmm. And it was, I think it was a reel. And the man, they got the bill and he looked and he didn't have enough. And the woman, she discreetly gave him the money and then he took it out and then he paid. So they did kind of go Dutch. And she looked at him and smiled. She weren't angry or anything like that because in this day and age, a, a woman's generally like... You know that how that woman yeah, carried on yeah. thinking that the guy was wrong for not paying for the yeah, first date. This is what I'm trying to say. Something, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, and the expectation, and oh, yeah, it is the expectation. And the next point is he's cheap if he doesn't pay for the first date. I was going to say yes because some women think that if a guy was pursuing her mm. and had asked her out, then he should pay, even if she offers to pay for herself. If he allows her to, then a lot of people think he's a cheapskate. Which now, in in this modern day society, where the pressure is on dating. And the pressure on spending lots of money whilst dating. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. pressure is on dating because now you swipe left, swipe right. (laughs) Mm. It's a competition. So you got to impress. You know, sometimes you feel you got to impress, like Mm. you're saying. And sometimes you got to spend your money. Is it a gentlemanly thing? You're being a gentleman. I, I think you are, but I think, like I said, the dating, the way dating is now, I'm assuming mm. it's changed and it's a lot more competitive. Women have a lot more choice. Men have a lot more choice. Mm. So the, the parameters of how you think when you go out on a first date has changed. Yeah. So if you feel you don't like the particularly like, or if you don't like the person and the conversation is not sparkling, Mm. In order to get out of the day, you can say, well, you know what, you pay. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Or maybe. 
Yeah, that's psychological. Psychological, but um, do you know what I'm yeah, 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 but that's what. Yeah, that's, but that's, that's, that's on the man's gonna, part, or the woman's part. Like. It could be either. It yeah, could, or he could say, you know, you know, should we go Dutch? And she, like you said, she could have that attitude. Well, I don't particularly like. No, I'm not. Why should I go? Yeah, and it, it yeah, ends there. It finishes. So you don't have to see each other you again. You don't have to see each other again. Because so there's a lot of there's a lot of things that come into play now where we're where we're dating is there's a lot of pressure on dating now. Because some people think as well that it's it's sexy to be it's all it's not sexy to be cheap. And they don't think it's mostly about courtesy of paying on the first date. Mm. Mm. So courtesy meaning it should be on the man. But then the next point makes, don't ever expect your date to pay for everything. Unfortunately, that's not the case, though, isn't mm. it? And I've seen, we've seen that on, on some of the, the inf- some of the, the stuff that I've seen on YouTube. I know it's just YouTube, and I don't know if it's contrived or if it's scripted. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. But some of the women have the expectation yeah. that the man's going to pay. Not just, you know, there's one I saw where um, he, there's a guy who went on a date first date mm. and he thought he was just gonna meet you know meet the person for the time first time the person the female it was a female that came yeah but she didn't just come on her own she came with her three kids <laughs> on the first date that's another show kj that's another show i know i know i know but but the exp- it's the expectation um john newman says these days yes what go dutch to go dutch yes see see so these days, because these days it's a different time, isn't it? And that leads into the next point about gender equality, because mm, everyone mm, wants to be mm, so gender yeah, equal yeah. that there's so much things that go out the window in that regard then. Mm. And I guess going Dutch and paying together, well, yeah, mm. in this day and age, women still don't make as much money as their workmen do. In fact, it's something like 77% of a male salary that they earn. Mm. So does that make it fairer for the men to pay on the date? Some people think it's so, but others don't. So women are still being paid less. Mm. But women's attitude has changed. Women's attitudes have changed. And I guess some women are a lot more independent and want to express that independence. However, mm, Gender equality, it's not so equal if we're not getting the same rates of pay, doing the same job. Yeah, but the mentality has changed mm. in the sense that women feel empowered now. Mm. In the sense that they, they're taking ownership of how they're seen, how they're presented, mm. Mm. how they are seen as a female of the species. So that's changed a lot. So, like, again, that can affect your first date as well. And, and sometimes women, because they feel empowered, they think, well, you know, you've asked me here. You pay. <laughs> so, going Dutch, if it's casual, then you'll go Dutch. If it's a casual date, but it's a date. A date what is a, a casual date? date? A, yeah, it's casual, that doesn't make no date? sense. It makes no sense. And mm. I think if the, if the date is casual, then... Is it really a date? Mm. You know, you could just meet for a coffee. That's casual. That's not a date. But who will pay for the coffee? <laughs> coffee. Oh. A coffee is 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 far better 
to have a date over if it's casual. Yes. Then getting out to full blown dinner mm. with mm. all the trimmings and to an expensive restaurant. It can be quite costly going out to eat, right? Yeah. Well, you know, it can cost. Well, we we've been out a few times and you know we've paid like between seventy eighty pound for 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 just for two people for two people and that's not even a three course meal. And is that normal? That's, that's just that's just a main meal with mm. drinks. That's not even a start. <clears throat> so it gets rid of the awkwardness then. What does? Going Dutch. It depends. It depends on the attitude of the two people mm. that are in the room. <laughs> it, it, you know, it, I think it should. I think, like you said, if, if it's the first date, there shouldn't be no pressure on either uh, the male or the female to pay. Mm. I think if, you know, it's good to discuss it beforehand. That's a good idea, yeah. Discussing so it before you ordered anything, you sit down and say, look, we're here. It's a great atmosphere, lovely ambience, lovely to meet you. But can we just talk about how we're going, to, how the evening's going to proceed? Mm, would you be happy would... to go Dutch? I would say, yeah, but would you be, I'll ask, would you be happy to go Dutch? Okay. If she says no, you know where you stand. But There's... then how would you feel about that then? How would you feel about that? Like, it, it, Well, it, it, you know, it depends on, 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 the, on, 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 on the connection. Mm, mm. It depends on the connection, isn't it? Because sometimes there's an instant connection. And if that's the case, then you don't mind, you know, seeing where the evening goes. Yeah. So it's not about the money. It's just about, well, if there's a connection, you know, let's see where this connection goes for the next two hours, hour and a half of that we're in this restaurant. We'll see what happens. Mm. So that's fine. Mm. Um, but if not, and it's just a casual thing, you know, why should you, why shouldn't you discuss going Dutch? Mm. It puts, you won't, you mentioned this point as well. You won't feel guilty if there's no second date. Yeah, because like I said, it's, it's, it's not, you know, you can use that thinking, that, that way of dealing with mm. the bill in order to cut your losses. Do you know what I mean? It's not a bad thing, you know, it's the first time you've met this person, it's not like you, you know, sparks flew or anything, like I said, the, the connection, if the connection's not there and you feel it's not going right, there's your out card, mm, mm. there's your out card. Beautiful listeners, we are going to go on a quick break and then we're going to come back with your comments and see how you feel about going Dutch on a date. So we'll see y'all in five
everyone tune in. Also giving the worldwide crew a shout out. The top crew a shout. How are you doing, Talk? And all you lovely silent listeners too. Shout out George Flavors. Mark for the June out of Bremen. Guest 224 out of Milton Keynes. Terry out of Bagley. And all the supporters out of Monroe. Sounds right here of the Temptations. Treat her like a lady. And don't forget, beautiful listeners, you can catch DJ Laro from 8 until 10 tonight, as well as J Hope from 10 until midnight. Guest 468. And don't forget you can catch Corey E8 every Wednesday from 8 until 10. Should I say 9 until 11? Ninja Man Lloyd on a Thursday. And that was the sounds right there, beautiful listeners of The Temptations and Treat Her Like a Lady. And before the break there, we were asking the question, should we go Dutch on a date? Is it important to to allow the man to be a man and pay or the times changed and that's not really the remit anymore that a man doesn't necessarily have to pay when going on a date now we're just going to go to some of your comments online right there on facebook and desmond spencer says i like dutch food (laughs) so maybe he's going to go to a dutch restaurant but are you going to go Dutch, Desmond? <laughs> that was a question. Um, Claire English says yes. Um, Tony Durant says yes, equality. So we wow. touched on that, didn't we? Yes, we did. Aaron Lenskink says, if you're a man suggesting this, you might miss out just for the sake of principle. It's, it's a no from me, 
just go on cheaper date and pay for it. Oh, Lord. Cheap skit. <laughs> but no. No, not necessarily. Was, no, I understand what he's saying. It was it's a cheaper date. A cheaper date, like, um, I suppose he's, like I said, it's the first time you're meeting this particular mm. person. So you you got to cut your cloth accordingly. Yeah. So I think that's basically what he's saying. He's saying not, not to take her on a nice date, but just bear in mind that it's your first date. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, but go somewhere nice, but maybe not as costly as yeah, like you said yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, David Eppel says, if she ain't serving dessert, then yes. So basically, yeah, and, and, and some guys, that's, that's how they, that's. So that means that's a whole other area of thoughts. It is, but that's, some, some guys are player players. Man. And player that players. isn't really. Mm. Some guys like they're player players. Some I people, don't know some, David Appel. No, but some people, they're player, some guys are player players or some women are player players. Mm. I'm not giving up myself for plate of food. I say that in my book. I um my um through her eyes book and I said that that it was a situation a scenario that I found myself in. I, I, yeah, I agree with that. I think it's just like you know, no. it's, it's how you it's how you it's, it's it's about how you see yourself, isn't it? And like we said, the times have changed. Times are different mm, these days. So, mm, mm. um, hmm, but yeah, you know, so yeah, if you flash it, sometimes you get them stars in your eyes. Mm. Can, you know, but we're talking about going Dutch on a date, beautiful listeners. Nothing else, nothing else. So Young Lion says yes. Go Dutch. And Christopher yeah. Ogleton says no. Okay. And Ashley Shilto, he makes a really good point. Mm-hmm. When you read the menu, it says men, you. So he said men, you pay. Good question. Men, you. Okay, thanks. That's I, yeah. you know, I, I get what I he's, get what to he's say saying. Um, but it's interesting mm. that the general consensus of your the feedback we're getting it's mixed. It's mixed, but it's mixed. mainly more on the side of going Dutch. Mm. Well, it comes across like that. I haven't done the the statistics, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's almost as if um, half and half. Because Steph Davis, she says no. But offer at least. Offer to pay? Yes. This or go trying... Dutch. Offer to go Dutch. Yeah, but this is what I'm trying to say. You, I, I believe that if it's a first date, uh, and um, listeners can correct me if, if, if we're talking that turn, mm. but I believe you, you have that discussion. If it's the first time you're meeting that person, mm. there's nothing wrong with having the discussion because you you want to you want to enjoy your meal. You don't want to be sitting there and all, you see her ordering this, order, oh, I'll have this, I'll have that. And then you're like, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> yeah, it's all yeah, up. Yeah, you know what I mean? Cha-ching, yeah. cha-ching. And then like, you're like, all right, well, sir, what you having? I'll just have a glass of water, please. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You, it's, it's, so you got to, you, you got to wait up. But there's nothing wrong with having the conversation to say, look, please, you know, first time we're meeting would you be happy to go Dutch mm. depending on the response you would then I kind of would imagine how your evening is going to go mm. Mm. or may but not go you lay your stall out like you've yeah, said there isn't I it yeah I nothing wrong with that um, Robbie Rank says if two consenting <sighs> adults wish to then I don't see any arm well, just, yeah exactly um, AJ Saj, um, Salaza says, unless the man offers to pay in the first place, it should be considered Dutch. Mm, but that's what that's the assumption that 
you're going to sit down at the table and when the bill comes, I guarantee mm. the waiter will give it to the man. Nine times out of ten, the waiter will come to the gentleman and offer the bill. Not always. No, I'm not no, saying not always. I've... I agree with you what you're saying, mm. but I would assume that on the majority of the occasions, with the exception, mm. the, the, the gentleman would be presented with the bill. I... Mm. I've seen them always put it in the middle of the table. It's interesting that Annie, you see that. Yeah. But I'm assuming when he puts it in the middle of the table, I'm going to assume that the man will reach out for the bill. Do you know what? Let's do a social experiment next time, right? Let's see what happens. All right. Gavin Palmer says, if the woman is the one who believes she's equal, then yes. Yeah, it doesn't mean if you believe something, don't mean necessarily you want to dip in your pocket and prove it. Um, <laughs> Jeff Schumann gives us a thumbs up. Jeff Schumann gives so that could be whatever. So you're right, it is a mixed bag, mm-hmm. and um, I guess it's down to uh, what you suggested was really good about saying right um, before we go any further, or even before you even go on the the date. Say you can jokingly say, "Oh, are you going Dutch?" It could be a blind date. You know, you could be set up for two friends, set you up. You know, this person likes you. Would you like to go out on a a, a date? Mm. Would you go to the the place where it's been chosen, whether it's the, the male or the female? And like you said, I would just make the suggestion. Mm. I'm not saying that it has to go that way. You might be happy to pay, but having the conversation again, I think, is a good eye opener because it, get, it gets you to understand a little bit about the person and how they might come across, mm. even with just. A, just start with a simple conversation like that. It might be simple to start with, but then if they come with the right attitude with this thing, which is not a massive thing, it bodes well maybe for bigger things if you continue um, the relationship. Well, beautiful listeners, we've spoken about a lot tonight. We've just tackled the topic, should we go Dutch? And we've also um, left in the chat box as well um, the HMRC... And the cost of living tech um, support. So check that out. Uh, the the .gov website in www.allflavorsradio.com Just to see if you are eligible for uh, help um, over this cold snap that we're having. And we spoke about our ear health as well. How important it is to look after our ears. So not sharing things such as headphones or listening to really loud music within AirPods as well. So a lot to think about, really beautiful listeners. And we thank you so much for your time, for locking on. Hi, everyone on the talk, in the chat room, as well as on TuneIn and around the world. Thank you so much for your time. You are most indeed, our, um, you have our deepest gratitude for spending your time right here with us on the Let's Talk Drive Time show. Um, KJB, finally, what is our thought of the day? This is a great, I think this is a great one. This sums up some of the stuff we talked about this evening. Mm. And it's from a, a lady named Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Mm-hmm. And she um, quoted, she was quoted as saying, fight for the things that you care about, but do it in a way that will lead others to join you. I'll yeah. repeat it. Fight for the things that you care about, but do it in a way that will lead others to join you. So, 
going Dutch is that fighting for the things that you want who knows but yes we do have to sometimes fight for the things that we care about mm. and set the example as well yeah because you know normally in war you never fought alone did you Normally, we never fought alone. There was always a group or a band or an army mm. with you. Mm. And it's like anything in life, isn't it? If you fight, but fight in the right way, people see that you're fighting for good and fight for justice. That's the best way you can bring people along with you. Mm. So fight for the things that you care about. Yeah. And in this day and age, beautiful listeners, we have to brand together. I think Laro said it on his show mm. Mm. on Sunday about having that love mm, mm. for each other mm. because when it takes a village to raise a child mm. it takes a village and it takes a community to work together mm, mm. to become a better community and we, and we, all, we all care about our community we care about our loved ones we care about the youngsters the mm, elderly mm. you know the infirm it's the, what we care about, isn't it? So hopefully, we, like I said, if we're caring about the right things, mm. then it's natural that other people will gravitate to that, hopefully, and want to do the same thing. Yeah. And this is it, isn't it? So fight for the things that you care about, beautiful listeners, and do it in a way that will lead others to join you. Yes. So and that also gives me the the thought that we got to be the example, we have to set the example, yeah. isn't it? Mm. And be those ones. And we got to give a big shout out really to George Flavors mm. doing mm. such a great job right mm. here on All Flavors Radio. Yes, yes. And as well as all the DJs that bring it every single mm. day. And beautiful listeners, we do have live DJs going live every single day so please please um check the schedules and just see who's going live on any given day and i guess kjb mm-hmm. all we have left to say eons really we've come to the end of the show yeah it's been so a, quick thank you very much for having me on much appreciated it's a pleasure always yeah and yeah i guess all we have left to say beautiful listeners eons good night and we'll see y'all on the other side. Take care. Yeah, since we've known each other for a while. I don't know what I gotta do, you know, to get closer to you. <clears throat> Wait a minute. Now, you know I'm in a situation. Why are you in a... Don't do this. Why are you tripping like that? Well, I understand that, but you, your whole vibe is, you know, I can see myself being with you forever. Ah, uh, that's... That's really beautiful. And I kind of dig you too. You know that. We, but we're friends, and I'm in a situation. I'm, I'm in a relationship, and you know what that means. Well, whatever I gotta do, I'll do it for you. Should put me in an awkward situation.
If I kiss, if I held you tight In the morning light, yeah Would you mind If I said how I felt in the lead tonight
Would you mind if I love? 